Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Passing Dimes. Really excited for today's guest as he's returning for, oh gosh, I think this might be four, if not five times he's been on the show. So today's guest is an Olympian and has played for Canada over 145 times on the world tour and is doing big things in our sport, including the NBBL. Please welcome back to the show, super best friend, Ben Saxon. Ben, thanks for coming back, man. Yeah, uh, great to be back. I mean, I don't know if if um, Sharp Cuts counts as... For, for the four or five times you're talking about, but I think it's been twice passing dimes, twice sharp cuts. Yeah, I think if you ask Garrett, it counts more, but uh, we'll, we'll just say it counts on this show. But uh, yeah, thanks, man. So well, the, the reason I want to get you back on, because big news, I mean, we're heading into Van Open and you're obviously registered to play in that event, but uh, it, it was exciting. It was awesome. Everyone was fired up to do the Calgary event. And then obviously a sponsor had to drop out and we thought, oh, the tournament's canceled. But then you and some other key people in the volleyball community in Alberta made it happen. So I'm just curious if you could give us the behind the scenes of how you kind of save the Calgary Open. Yeah, and... I do want to emphasize it wasn't just me who did that, obviously. Um, I worked with uh, the Beach YYC, which is an indoor facility in Calgary, um, the CBVA, which is they do the have a, a big outdoor facility with 19 courts, outdoor beach courts, uh, which is where we actually ran the tournament. And then uh, the Volley Dome obviously was a big help as well. And Volleyball Alberta threw in some volleyballs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few people still involved in, in making it happen. And it was, everyone was pretty deflated by the, the stampede open, getting the plug pulled a little bit. And, but we were like, well, we had people that wanted to come out here and we, there is a community here that wants beach volleyball to happen. So let's, let's try to make something happen. And, and we basically just used all the resources that we already have to, to throw something together. And it, but, uh, between all those those people that I mentioned already, it's and and people facilities like uh, they're just beach volleyball people. Um, the stuff that we had is was enough to put together at least sort of the bones of a of a good uh, high level tournament, and that we can hopefully build on for future years. Yeah, definitely. And and just so any of our listeners who don't know the full story. How tight were your timelines here? Because obviously we were encouraging our teams to register and get in for the stampede, and then it gets canceled. But then it felt like, was it even a week later? You guys are like, no, we're back on. We found a date. Like, we're going to run a tournament. It'll be obviously a smaller scale, but we're going to make it happen. Like, I feel like it might have even been shorter than a week. Do you remember? It was like three or four days later that Elliot from the Beach YYC actually approached me, and he was like, do you think we could still do something? And, uh, yeah, we we thought about it. We brainstormed about it for a little while and like a couple of days, and decided, yeah, let's. We talked to CBVA as well, obviously, because it's their courts. Um, they offered to do it at no no cost to us. So they threw in the the court, the courts for free for us so that for that weekend, um, just so that we could make sure that something happens for for the players because we need more tournaments in Canada and we need more tournaments in Calgary, and so it's it was. Um, yeah, it was a very fast turnaround for for one cancellation to the next one getting started. But it's all the volleyball people, the, the people that make a difference in the Calgary community that that uh, you're just trying to do do some more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the one thing that caught my eye is because obviously we encouraged a lot of our teams to go, but uh, like one of our summer next gen teams, I think they lost in the pre quarters. Another one of our next gen team lost in the quarters. Uh, we had a team win it, obviously on the guy side, like. 
Uh, that was what kind of impressed me a little bit is there was names I didn't quite recognize who were very competitive in the tournament. Is that maybe a credit to the MVVL or is that a credit to Volleyball Alberta? Like, where are all these good teams coming from? Because Alberta is a great volleyball province, but I'm not sure it's always been known as a beach place. But top to bottom on the men's and women's side, it looks like it was competitive whether they were in province or or out of province. Well, I want I want to give credit to the MVVL, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there's been... The, the Calgary beach community has certainly been growing a lot in the last couple of years. I think it has something to do with the NBBL, but I think it's just the, the beach volleyball, the players who play beach in Calgary were hungry for a community. And then there was just something that needed to knit them together. And, and now there's actually a pretty solid base of, of solid players that are, are ready to compete against anybody who comes out here. Like the, the, the one Alberta team they that uh, made the semifinals and knocked out uh, Liam and and Aaron I think um, yeah they were the team that won the NBBL this last season so that's uh, Alex Bader and Sam Brisbane for the Dome Defenders <laughs> <laughs> so that that uh, like and then there were two Alberta teams obviously. Um, one is a, a next gen team, but the other is Kimmy and Megan that both made the semis as well on the women's side. So Alberta actually represented pretty well. I wish they, one of them would have won the tournament. That would have been <laughs> would have been nicer, but <laughs> for the fans. No, for sure. I think what you're doing, and obviously we can't stress this enough, the community in Alberta, because I think it gives people a reason to continue to train and compete at a high level. Like you mentioned, your sister Kimmy and Megan, and even. Uh, uh, Adriel and Devin. Yeah, Adriel and Devin, who are, are now with the national team. Like, I think that's a direct development. I was going to say uh, Tebow, but I think she's now a Sunius. Like, I think there's just so many good players in that Alberta area that now th- they can play. And it just kind of gives you something to, to train for if you know you can play for prize money or if you can play in the league. Like, uh, I think it just keeps people going because the community is so strong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's sort of the point of the, the NBVL and point of uh, running these tournaments and, and trying to get just more high level competitions in places that don't haven't normally had it. It's uh, it's, it brings all the best players out and gets them, gets them fired up to play, gets them training and, and just makes the level better in general. Now, were you a pretty busy guy leading into the week? Cause obviously you're helping organize and obviously they probably relied on you for a little bit of the tournament organization, but uh, I understand you were also on the coaching end a little bit, trying to get guys ready for this one. Is that true? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. The, I mean, I've been coaching a, a group of sort of under 24 guys, just guys, guys that are in between university seasons uh, and want to do some, some beach training. Um, I work with them twice a week. Uh, just in general, I have been for the last three months, I think three or four months since the university season ended or how, how many months is that since May? No, <laughs> April, since April. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've been working with them twice a week, pretty pretty regularly, a pretty regular group of guys. And then the next-gen guys who came down all were looking for a place to, to train, so I let them join, join that group as well and gave everybody a little bit of a, little bit of a workout before the, before the tournament started. Now, I have to ask, is it fair to say that Calgary is different in terms of environment, or were you pulling my guys' legs? Because I got a message from two of our guys being like, yeah, apparently the air's thinner here. Like, we're serving the ball long. Like, we were pretty winded. I was like, are you pretty sure Ben just didn't, like, run you through the paces here? Like, is, do you think there's actually a difference in float serving in, say, Calgary than in Toronto? So a little bit. Um, Calgary is at elevation. Um, it's not shod, but it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> 
I think it's like a thousand thousand feet per meters or whatever the I don't know which which unit it is, but it's it is at elevation. So you do notice when you come to Calgary, um, your lungs start burning a lot faster than than it would they would in Toronto or Vancouver or wherever else. Now I don't want to I don't want to downplay your own experience because obviously somebody who's played for Canada as much as you have and traveled the world like you you must have picked up your own stuff. But uh, on a previous episode we had talked about your father and his influence and even just watching video about like this blocker he does his hands this way or this guy presses this way. Like have you found now that you've gotten more into coaching like are you going down the rabbit hole that like your father Don has in certain things like that here's your body type and here's blocking like are are you kind of getting into the weeds a little bit in coaching kind of like he used to with you? Um, I mean. I- I know Johnny Pickett came out and to a couple of our practices and he was saw a couple of moves that I was doing when when I was playing against him and he was asking me a ton of questions so I was with him a little bit going down the rabbit hole but a lot of a lot of the guys I train regularly are defenders so it's kind of hard to <laughs> to actually pass any of that stuff on. Um, yeah, no I I think about it a fair amount and it's I think about it more when I'm trying to apply it to someone else than I did when I when I did it. Because for me, it's just sort of, well, what can I kind of throw in here to try to try to throw that guy off? But where now it's, I'm not the one doing it. So it's like, well, what can I get other people to try? And there's a lot more things that I can think of that way than in the moment, just be like, oh, let's make a, let's put my hand over here and see if that does something. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the Defender Toolkit's going to get a little bit broader after this weekend because uh, you're registered with Van Open and uh, how I found out about it is Mike Quintinga messaged me, asked if he can come to practice and I was like kind of excited at first being like, are you back playing? He's like, oh no, I'm just firing up for Van Open and I was like, who are you playing with? He's like, you can't tell anybody, but me and Ben are going to play and my wheels just started spinning. I was like, this is awesome, like two buddies, two experienced guys playing, but then I thought like, when's the last time either of those guys had to play right side? And certainly when's the last time either of those guys had to defend? So I'm curious who asked who did you approach Mike or did he approach you? And then how are you guys going to figure out who's doing what? Cause it sounds like you're going to split block, but honestly, who's going to play right side. So Mike asked me, um, first of all, and I wasn't sure if I was going to play, but then, uh, I mean, figured why not? And the prize money is good enough and it's not that far from home. So <laughs> give it a shot. Um, but, uh, I'm going to play right side. I think I've, I don't know if, uh, people knew this that much about me, but I always preferred hitting right side to left side. But the only reason I hit, I stayed on the left side is because all the little guys want to play on the right. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a necessity because I could hit left side better than most of the little guys. I stayed on the left. Um, but yeah, I've always preferred hitting from the right side. I'm trying to think with with the amount of events you played, especially like you were always seemed to be busy no matter who you're playing with. When's the last time you played Van Open? Uh, it was 2009. Ooh. So I'm I'm going trying to defend my 2009 title <laughs> now in 2022. <laughs> did you have to write that in your wildcard application? There was bigger accolades to mention that you didn't have to go that far back. Yeah, Mike Mike put the wildcard application. I think he put uh, for us. I'm an NBVL champion and he's a rec league champion or something like that. That's where those were our, uh, we, 
we took a chance that our uh, our names would be enough to for them to know what we are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's a pretty safe bet. And I am curious, uh, you and Grant called Kids Beach home for a while there. So are you pretty excited? Because I imagine uh, that the KBVA guys and just like Volleyball BC, they must still have a pretty good connection to you. So are you pretty excited to see some familiar faces, see the same names pop up again? Yeah, it'll be fun to to go hang out with those guys again and be, be around that beach. It's a very... Um, a very welcoming community in Vancouver. So it's, uh, I don't expect that, uh, they'll, they'll all root for me depending who I'm playing against. Cause I'm coming from Alberta, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, it'll be heckling and good fun. And I, I know that. So. Yeah. I feel like the heckling has tears where you might fall behind a KBBA guy, but you're definitely going to be ahead of the Ontario guys is the sense I'm getting. So, uh, we'll yeah. see how it turns out, but obviously the event has changed a lot since you last played where it, just in terms of like the stadium, the prize money, I imagine the number of teams, like I think I heard today there's over 45 teams in the men's qualifier. So they basically have to play a tournament to get into the tournament. So, uh, what can you say just about the, the growth of, of Canada West beach volleyball? Cause we've talked about what you're doing in Alberta, but it sounds like volleyball BC is really work this into to the best event in Canada. Yeah, volleyball BC in general, I think is thriving right now. Like they they have the their BC tour. Um and as well it all leads into the Vancouver Open. And so it, it encourages people to just play. I think like I looked I looked through to see when would be a good weekend to to do an NBVL finals after this last NBVL season. And uh they play there's a tournament there every weekend. Um other than last weekend, the, Cal- the Calgary Open. Um, that was the only free weekend they had for the entire since uh, June that they, there wasn't a, an adult tournament going on, whether that be Clivers or Volleyball BC Tour or KWVC Tour, which is the, the women's kids tour. Um, so, yeah, there's it was like how many, however many weeks that is, 12 or 13 weekends, there was one free <laughs> of the, the entire summer. Yeah. And, and obviously I'm friends with Logan man. And I see every time he posts when he wins a tournament, like not only is there a chance to play adult volleyball, but there's a chance to win hundreds of dollars. Like every time I see him with a check, I think it's at least $700. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for the, the Clivers, it's dependent on how many people register, but they get like 45 teams every, every tournament or they, they hit the max of the, of the amount of teams that you can have for every Cliver. And then the, Volleyball BC has a, a fixed prize money. Um, and so you win those, you get the same amount of prize money. But yeah, you're winning any of those. And it's usually at least like seven, $800 each week. And you do that every weekend, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So if any of our listeners are perking up being like, wow, that's amazing. And that's just in like the Alberta BC area. What's stopping us from getting a pro tour? So for a guy who's played professionally, a guy who started the MBVL, like, what advice would you give if somebody wanted to like get fired up and thinks that Canada needs a tour? Like, what do you think needs to happen? Because obviously I think the the passion is there. I think there's volunteers, but what are some things that need to come together for us to have a domestic tour? I mean, it's, it's money, um, kind of the prize money is what's going to bring out the, the better, um, teams. Like if it's going to be the reason people travel to tournaments, essentially, like you can get the local communities going and, the Vancouver community has built up big enough that they can, they can do their own, their own little tour, but yeah, other places are not that built up. There's not that much established. You need to have good sponsors and basically you need to have someone in place. That's, that's applying for grants. That's 
getting the sponsors, it's getting all that in just to to have enough money to attract players from out of province. If you're, if you're planning to do a big tournament or a big tour event, um, if you're planning to do a little term, little tour, and you probably want to have a tour sponsor that can cover some of it, but, uh, getting that amount of numbers, uh, that Vancouver has is it comes from just doing it and committing yourself to doing it for a while until, until it's established. Now it, it is cool when I watch what our players are doing and they get to play in Rome and I think Stott is absolutely beautiful, but for you who's played long enough where I think you would have got to experience uh, Quebec city and Edmonton, like you've played professionally in Canada. Like, is it just different? Like, even though those were technically smaller events, to, is that when you look back at your career match, maybe what some of these big like world championships events or what some of these majors are like, is it just kind of cool playing a three-star in Edmonton? Is that when you look back, like it's just, it's special to be in Canada and that's something we need to push for. So our players can experience that more. Yeah. I mean, it was so rare. (laughs) Like I played, I don't know how 15, 16 years on tour and it's uh, so rare to have played at home that the one event in Edmonton is, is a highlight, even though it's yeah not as big as, like a shot or whatever, but it's, you come home and get a home crowd. It's special. Like it never, never happens. I got it. It happened to me like twice in my entire career um, where I got a home crowd and that, yeah, it's pretty special to be able to do something at home. I wish uh, there was more of that. Um, And I mean, beyond, beyond the FIV, I wish there was just more domestic, big domestic events to get, just to build the sport in Canada, first of all, and then, and then work on, uh, work on the FIVB stuff, but just getting people the chance to play at home where you're not traveling so far, you're not paying as much money to, to play and you have a chance to, to win something, but you have a chance to play in front of a home crowd in front of people who know you. Uh, it's, it's important, I think for, for athletes. Definitely. Definitely. And I am curious, just looking up and down the list of Van Open, Man, what a very good tournament. Obviously, you guys are registered. Uh, Josh Binstock's going to play with Will Hoey. Uh, Kame Schalk is going to be there with a, another American cat, Troy Field. Uh, it just seems like the list is pretty competitive. Like, when, when you look at this list, do you, do you get pretty excited? Or is there part of you who's like, I really hope a BC team makes it to the third day just so the beer garden could be, like, furious and fired up? Like, is there a way to balance an event like this where they want the best teams there? And I think they've accomplished that. But is there still a sense that there needs to be a local team for these events to really do well? Um, no, I think the Vancouver open is, is built up enough. Like last year, I think, I don't think a BC team made it to the semifinals for the men. Um, the women, they, they made it to the finals, which was great. Um, but yeah, for the men, I don't think there was even one in the semifinal, but people are there to see the guys that, that do come out. Like anyone who comes and travels like the Vancouver crowd, the beach crowd, the regulars, they, they're volleyball fans as well. And so they're following a lot of the FIVB. They're following the Canadian teams. Uh, and so those, if a top Canadian team comes out, they want to see them play. If a top American team comes out, they want to see them play. So it doesn't hurt their event to have, have these other good teams. Like any, anyone with a recognizable name that goes down there, it helps their tournament um, at this point. Cause yeah, their fan base has built up so well. Like the, the beach community is built up so well that they, they're volleyball fans. They're beach volleyball fans. It's good. Now, is being an ambassador for the sport important for you? Like heading into Van Open, obviously you're going to have your matches and you're going to have your prep and your cool down. But 
Is it something you've thought about that you're going to make a point to like walk around the venue or maybe talk to some kids or watch some other games? Like, is that something that you and Mike are going to make time to do? Because obviously people are going to recognize you guys, but I'm curious, are you going to put the the horse blinders on and be all business and just focused on what you're doing? Or are you going to try to take in the event and kind of connect with the, the, the Vancouver fan base that you're so familiar with? Yeah, I want to, um, I mean, it's not, uh, I'm not a full-time volleyball player anymore like I used to be. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm a promoter now too. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do, make my rounds a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to spending some time with the, uh, the crowd, the fans, like people, any, the spot talking to the sponsors, talking to everyone around and just try to, uh, I don't know, make everyone's time a little better there. It's, it's not a, it's not all about me at the, the tournament as a, as a player. It's, it's about the tournament being doing as well as it can do. And that's, that's what's best for Canadian volleyball. Well, I have to say it's it's leading the way. Yeah, for sure. Like as somebody involved in Canadian volleyball, I have to say it's, it's been super beneficial doing some yearly training plans and knowing that Calgary was going to lead into Vancouver open because like to travel from Ontario, it just made so much sense to get two events in a row. So Hopefully uh, Calgary can become an annual and, and uh, kind of front end or go after Vancouver Open just because I think it makes a ton of sense to kind of have that swing there. But uh, I'm curious what else you've been up to with uh, NBBL doing very well. Like, how's it looking for next year? Have any other provinces gone on? I mean, I'd love to find a way to do it in Ontario or Toronto again. But uh, I mean, as we're on this call, like there, there's a great community in Winnipeg. They have an indoor facility. Like, has anyone there stepped up? Like, uh, obviously, you've made a, a great home in the uh, Alberta and BC leagues. But I'm curious, has anyone else tried to step in and, and get involved with what you're doing? Um, yeah, so we're going to have a, a little board meeting next week. But uh, I think we're... I don't know if I can give too much away, but we're, we're talking to Edmonton right now, trying to get Edmonton involved. Um, I have sort of leads into Winnipeg. We'll see when, yeah, we'll see what, what comes in, but uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, we're trying to get some more, more cities in next season and then uh, yeah, just continue building from there. And actually, as I asked my question, I think I may have misspoke there where, I think having the indoor facility is valuable, but did you not do a spring league uh, this year as well? We did a summer league uh, last in 2021. So in, in Calgary, because there was nothing else going on because of COVID. Um, and I think, again, it's not, not confirmed, but I think we're like, we're, uh, we'll discuss whether we're going to do uh, for the Alberta. So Calgary and Edmonton doing it in the summer. Cause Edmonton doesn't have an indoor facility, so we'd like to be able to bring those two Alberta cities together and kind of do do uh, multiple sort of two leagues in one, where or, or conferences almost, so that there will be some some crosstown play because it's only a three hour drive away compared to other other cities. Yeah, this is awesome. I feel like we're getting the, the behind the scenes treatment here. And the, just the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, like obviously with my focus and the athletes I work with, we were talking about sending uh, men's teams to Calgary, but I did notice you had a youth division. So how important is it for you to kind of give back and offer like a 15U or a 16U division and kind of work side by side with Volleyball Alberta and kind of their circuit to get more kids playing in great opportunities? Because it's, it's great that maybe we expect people to be fans and stuff, but I also think it's easy to get kids to the venue when they know they're playing and then on break, they can go over and watch the men and women play. Right. So how important was it for you to make sure that you offered a youth division? Yeah. I mean, building stuff for the youth is also a priority of mine, but I'm just a believer of making it top down. Um, 
where if you have something established for the adults, it makes kids want to play more because it's like, oh, I see this happening right next to me. This is something that's achievable in the future. If, if I start pursuing beach volleyball, then I might be able to get to that level and then I can get to further levels. So yeah, that's always been my attitude. So that's why I started with uh, the pro leagues. And then now we're trying to integrate some more youth stuff to get yeah more kids playing and just get from all levels, try to get uh, the level of volleyball up, level of beach volleyball up in uh, wherever we, wherever I, <laughs> wherever I go, <laughs> wherever we go. Well, man, this, this has been awesome. Yeah. I, I really wanted to get uh, the behind the scenes because the way Calgary came together, I thought it was a great event and obviously like you deserve a lot of credit, but there's a ton of people and I'm glad you were able to shout them out here. And I, I was excited to see your name on the Vancouver open. So it'll be exciting that as you're listening to this on, on Friday here, make sure you get on the live stream and, and try to find a way to watch you and Mike play, or if you're in the Vancouver area, definitely get down there and watch it in person. So thanks again for coming on the show and thanks for sharing. It's always exciting to kind of catch up and see what you're up to. Yeah, before I go, I just want to shout out one person in particular, uh, Dan Padba, who's been, before I came back to Calgary and started doing NBVL, Dan Padba has been the guy who's kept adult volleyball alive around Calgary. And and then for the Calgary Open, he's he was sort of managing the CBVA courts, but he also, he brought in all of the, the sound system. Uh, he, he, like, he figured out all the, the music and got a got a nice base to get to make it uh really good quality but he also like added in the monster block sound into the stuff so that we could do that when that when the finals are happening but he also refed a few games when i asked him to like he he does ev- everything for the beach volleyball community in calgary and he's been around for longer than i have and i just want dan to get the the shout out that he's due dan padba he's been essential to the Calgary beach community. And, um, I just want him to know that everyone appreciates him. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, he'd be a good guest on the show. I think at some point. Yeah. I feel like we're <laughs> foreshadowing. I got to track him down now. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of people in that Calgary community that do so much that I, I need to get a hold of, but for now, I mean, you, you're the star and I just want to say thanks again for coming on and sharing all that you did. Yeah, of course. Sweet, thanks man. for having me. <laughs>